0: Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to my weekly email newsletter, Friday Focus. Each Friday, I focus on one topic with one action arising. The link to sign up is in the show notes or head over to amyrolinson.com and sign up right now. Today on Focus and Why, I am joined by the wonderful Karen Skidmore. Hello, Karen. How are you?
1: I am very well. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I feel really peaceful now because Karen just lit an amazing candle, which has got lemongrass in it. And I just feel really relaxed and calm now just watching you doing that.
1: <laughs> yes, I know the, the, the power of Zoom being able to pass scent from one office to another. <laughs>
0: I think it's just the, the actual act of just slowing yeah. down to light a candle.
1: Mm, I know well like, this is it I suddenly realized I, I turn around and I'm like, oh, I haven't lit my candle it's um yeah I like having candles burning it's uh um yeah it's, it's it's an energetic process of uh getting out of my head and it's been one of those um yeah just things that I I I do and 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 it helps me yeah it just helps me part of different sessions so there we go that's a little bit about candle burning and why I do candles.
0: (laughs) So we're in the right space the right headspace and the right energy so let's just dive in what is it you're doing at the moment Karen? Other than lighting candles, of course.
1: Other than lighting (laughs) candles. I, yes, I I have been, I mean, I've been working for myself now running various different businesses for 18 years, long, long time now. But um, this autumn, a little bit of a change because I've just taken on another, another new coach to join my coaching team in our Momentum business growth program. So we now are four of us in the team And it's given me a good kick up the old to um, to go into next year. So it was always part of the plan. Um, It's amazing when you set the intentions of the type of person that you would like to attract and and then they appear. I mean, this is certainly my experience when it comes to recruiting top talent people into my team. Um, So we have a new coach, um, which is then freeing up more of my delivery time, which I'm focusing in my business um, of developing so uh, a new thing that we've put out this autumn is my scale scorecard so I'm getting all geeky again with my uh digital tools um but a very very cool uh, diagnostic tool to see how how well your business foundations are there for scalability um so uh, so yeah some really exciting new projects new team member which has allowed me to focus on developing new tools in my business and new programme being launched in January. So, um, so yeah, it's, ex- it's exciting, exciting finish to 2022 to go into 2023. So new coach,
0: new projects, new scorecard, new programme, new is the theme here.
1: It probably is, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it has been. Well overdue. Um, I have been focusing on our our signature program. And in fact, to be honest, it's been the only program I've been delivering for four years now, which started off as a four month program, which is now and has been a one year program for three years. So we've been we've been, uh, uh, yeah, focusing on that with the clients, developing the processes um not rinse and repeating, but actually going through every time we go through a new planning cycle. How could we make it better? What else do we need to put into place? So, um, so yeah, so we've been bedding down a programme um, and building it slowly but steadily with extraordinary results with our clients. Um, and, and this year was the right time, you know, coming into 2023. I knew had to have a little bit of um, uh, diversity, a little bit of, you know, not just relying on one product that we're selling, um and um and yeah and and so I'm really really happy with the progress that we've made in the last couple of years um so yeah so it is about time we we need to I need some fresh projects that don't that support our core program it doesn't distract me so the idea is that we are building above and beyond um above and below I should say because we've built a um a new new offering for people who graduate after a year or two years into our mastery program and so we're sort of i'm back engineering what what kind of um support that we can give to people who aren't quite ready for momentum um in that sort of you know the, the six to 12 months and they they love they want to do it but their business isn't quite at the level so we're kind of back engineering so it's um yeah i love it i'm i'm pig in muck at the moment
0: <laughs> mentioned there that it's designed to support and not distract you do things distract you often oh yes
1: hugely hugely i i am a classic squirrel brain uh very creative and um and i i used to say and i this is why i say i used to say i get bored very easily and um and of course when you say these things i get bored so easily means you're just um repeating the mantra so i've i've stopped saying that i said i used to used to be bored very easily i i i need to be challenged i like being challenged um but the thing about new things, and this has been to my detriment, if I go back 10 years ago, my business was, um, you know, always creating new stuff and the next new product. And, and you know, I was creating and selling online courses and three-month courses and six-week courses and, and no surprise, you know, what I've learned from that is that they don't build on each other. They just become launch after launch after launch. And that's exhausting, really, really exhausting. So, um, so yeah, so I love new stuff, but I also know how distracting it can be when you're wanting to build something um, and, um, and build with purpose, jumping from new thing to new thing. It's fun. Oh, it's so much fun. But if they, if it's not thought out strategically and you can get terribly distracted. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I know what distracts me. Uh, and create fun in other parts to distract me rather than to the detriment of of growing a business and supporting our clients
0: and i want to pick up on that wonderful phrase obviously i'm going to pick up on this build with purpose mm. share with me the importance or the the relevance for you of what that means
1: i think there's there's the small p and there's the big p so for me being on purpose with a small p where i have a clear vision Um, The projects that we're working on lead to the next thing. It's been well thought out. So I feel purposeful. I can start a working week with, uh, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing this week. I know what's in the diary. Everything links together rather than starting the week off going, hmm what should I do today and then and then just reacting you know uh, jumping from one social feed to your inbox and back to another social feed so there's there's that small p of purpose of having having um, a well thought out plan that we're executing and yeah I feel like there's a there's a reason for what I'm doing rather than just um, going out there to sell stuff to give me money there's a there's a there's something that feeds my my sense of, um, sense of doing a good job, um, and, um, and, 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 and giving value. And then of course there's purpose with the big P, which is the, you know, what, what is it that I'm doing over and above making money? Um, because money of course is critically important to any business, even social enterprise or charity, if you haven't got money coming in, it there's there's, there's no, there's no flow. Um, so but I'm not motivated by money. You know, it's that uh, Maslow hierarchy of needs. Once you get to a certain point, as long as I've got money to put food on the table, to pay the bills, over and above that, I'm not terribly motivated. I mean, of course I love my lovely holidays. And in fact, my my husband's more of the five-star person. I'd be quite happy with an Airbnb, but then I'm very, very grateful. I'm like, yes, I'm really pleased we pushed the boat out and done something nice but I'm not motivated by it. So it's, for me, I have to, I know I have to have a, a bigger purpose. Um, and, and that's been lots of things over the years, but certainly over the last last three or four years has been very much around um, potential, economic potential, particularly of women, particularly of women in midlife and menopause. and And when I have that bigger purpose with a capital P, it allows me to take bigger risks, to be more creative with what I do, and not I'll get not hung up by the fact that yes, we've got to sell um, and we've got to make money. It gives me it gives me a reason for, uh, I suppose, getting out of bed when, to be perfectly frank, you have a really really awful week. You know, it, when the when the proverbial hits the fan, and you just go, oh god, I really can't be doing with this. This is awful. You know whatever whatever problem might have occurred if there's a purpose with a capital p it, it allows me to go okay get on with it it's just it's just a problem that needs solving there's um there's something bigger out there that actually needs your attention uh, move on so yeah so yeah purpose for me is um is an important part of what I do
0: and you said that you you know that you have to have a bigger purpose why do you feel you have to have a bigger purpose
1: this comes from understanding my motivational drivers. I, I'm very, I'm, I'm very motivated towards the word potential. And when, when I see potential, and this isn't just potential in the business; it's often the potential of the person within the business, the person who is the business. Um, when I see potential, I get excited. And when I, so for that excitement, that's what allows me to be creative and, and and enjoy the work that I do from a professional point of view so if I didn't have that um if I had to do a job that was you know just having to pay the bills or I just had to go I, I you know it'd be uh, I, I yeah I don't, I don't quite sure whether I could um oh, sounds very dramatic would not it'd be like so like god what be the point of doing it I'd rather not do anything at all so for me that purpose when I say that I have to have a purpose, I know what tricks me into finding the excitement. Otherwise, I just get bored and just go, well, I can't be bothered. And, you know, what's the point in getting out of bed in the morning? Yeah, it was it was.
0: Why do you feel you you have to have a bigger, bigger purpose? And you answered that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As I say, because I suppose it is a rule that I've given myself to live by. But I think it is. We we have one life to live, and who knows what happens to us when we die? You know, do we come back again as a different person? <laughs> no one knows. So you know, we've got one life to live. We have an X number of years on this planet, and I suppose I have that power of hindsight where I, I was actually very afraid of getting old as I got, as I went through my forties, um, and that fear of oh my god, you know, I'm I'm heading towards the sort of the second half of my life. Um, but actually, I had a reset, did did quite a lot of personal development in my late forties, um, and then when I actually hit my fiftieth, I went, oh yeehah, right, I'm halfway through now. So I use, and I'm fifty three now, um, so I use that element of going right. You are, you are, I am in my second half of my life. You know, I'm I'm assuming I'm going to live to a hundred, um, so I have got less years on this planet than I have lived um and if we put that into context of how uh, how I can contribute economically commercially that probably boils down to 15 20 years if I'm lucky you know if I still got my marbles together and, and still got my physicality so that isn't much left time to to be able to do things so I take that as a very positive and go right well pull your finger out girl you know, you can sit and wallow and go, oh my god, the, the clock is ticking. It's like, yay, the clock is ticking. So take some risks, do things um that challenge you um and uh, and enjoy it while you still can. So um, so yeah, so I have a very different attitude towards aging at the moment. I've been interested to listen back when I've said that, maybe in 10 years' time, <laughs> when I'm in my 60s. <laughs> but I have a very positive attitude to getting older now. <laughs> So this rule that you
0: live by is more than that. It's, it's triggered the reset. It's triggered a, a focus. It's, it's given you this very clear drive for, the, as you say, the next 15, 20 years economically and, and commercially. What I want to know is what are the risks and how do you know that they are the right ones that you're taking?
1: Oh, God, cool. that's a big question. So yeah, so I suppose if I, I mean, I do live a very privileged life. So when I talk about risks, I talk more in terms of um, risks to, I suppose, my delicate ego, uh, risks of confidence. Um, so you know, I'm not in the point of my life where I'm I'm willing to risk my house for a commercial venture. I don't need to do that um you know both me and my husband have worked hard um you know throughout our our careers and husbands wanting to retire in the next few years so we don't need to risk uh, financially in that so I suppose risk is more a case of challenging my courage and bravery um like yesterday, I found myself and I don't know why I did it, although now I have done it. I'm really pleased. I put myself forward for a, a pitching competition. Um, and the day on Monday, I was going, why did I do this? I feel sick. This is awful. I can't believe I'm putting myself. And it was a it was a it there wasn't the only thing to win was, you know, uh, it was it was, a, it was a fun competition. I wasn't pitching for money, um, but I had to prepare a minute pitch and I was in competition with seven other people. And Honestly, God, I was so nervous. Now I've done it. I love it. So it's that kind of risk of actually trying things out um, that I would normally, you know, probably quite happily shy away from and just go, I don't need to do that. Did it enhance my career? I, it, but it raised my ability to see what I can do when I actually uh, put myself on the line so to speak so so yeah so with that context of risk it is more of a, a personal risk of what I'm prepared to fail at and yeah um rather than risking my house uh, pension um uh, not not prepared at this stage of my life to be doing that because I don't need to do it okay um and the other question was how do I what was the question about how big the risk was it was how do you know they're the right uh, risks to take that taste? was it don't know <laughs> and actually i it's i suppose i'm much more strategic when i do these things and it's something i've i've learned in the last few years and this is the great thing about having now a really good team that works with me um, is that i can't take the same risks as i did back when it was just me in a va because I could do what I want and if something failed it was always just down to me whereas now I do I'm not paying their mortgages then you know then but they they give so much to my business and they give so much to my clients that if I was to risk something then you know it, it would be letting them down as well so I do slow down my risk-taking process for sure um but um but, yeah, I suppose I would never really know. And I suppose that's part of taking risks, isn't it? Well, it
0: goes back to that word, that motivational driver that you yeah. have of potential. And you, as you said, putting yourself forward for that competition was all about what is the potential mm. of myself in this in this position? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so if I if I was to do that and it was interesting, actually, because um, uh, somebody else who I recommended to come along and and, and join me on the stage um the the virtual stage um she posted about it on linkedin as well because we all had to vote so there must probably really, i don't know how many people online you know no more probably about 50 or so but the idea is that we all did a minute pitch um i actually p- i did a pitch for the charity that i uh, an ambassador for the hunger project so it wasn't a pitch for my business i pitched for um uh, the hunger project and to speak to women who wanted to become an unleashed woman to be an investor in the hunger project. Um, so I did it for the, for the charity that I support, but there was probably about 50 people online. And in fact, actually, then it came up to say, cause we, all, we could all vote and it crossed my mind that I could vote for myself, but I went, no, the good girl tendency came in and I, and I voted for the person who I thought did the did the best and actually he ended up winning and she voted for herself and that really challenged me as well. So the risk of, of thinking, well, if I can't vote for myself and I can't back myself, um, how would I expect other people to, to vote and back me? So it was a really interesting experience. I learned so much from that. But it was a massive risk. You know, I, I haven't put myself up for a pitching competition before um, and learning how to pitch um, is um, is really quite scary. Um, it's one thing having sales conversations and marketing and doing Facebook lives or webinars that to me has always been a very safe, that's something I've been doing for years and years and years, but to actually have a timer and you have, you have 60 seconds. And if you have not finished your pitch, the mah, mah, the klaxon goes off, which it did for one person. Um, yeah, that's, you, you're putting yourself there in a very visibility, um, you know, up against other professionals or, and they were, the standard was incredibly high, um so I think it's those kind of risks and and you never know that that's the whole point of taking risks um is that you never quite know how they're going to pan out and I suppose that's the fun of it really
0: <laughs> yeah it's amazing what you can actually get across in a minute when you when you pack it down and when you really think about the importance of your message and it's really I'm really curious because you chose to talk about a charity chose, chose to talk about the hunger mm. project and how people could get involved, how they could unleash their potential by becoming involved. Now, there are many different charities. There are many different ways that you could demonstrate your role as an ambassador. Why, number two, the zero hunger of the sustainable goals, year and sustainable goals? Did you choose The Hunger Project?
1: The Hunger Project has been a charity that I've known of for quite a while um for those people who don't know about the hunger project it was founded in 1977 uh, it's been going for many many years and the wonderful thing about the hunger project is is that it's not a hands out charity it's a hands up so what it means is is that you don't give money to the hunger project and then the hunger project gives um decides how to spend the money where a lot i mean if you if you're talking about um, disaster charities that's what they they have to do well, the Hunger the Hunger Project really is one of the world's largest uh, female empowerment uh, coaching uh, companies, basically. Um, and they spend the money that we raise for the Hunger Project goes towards giving the money to the um, countries. Um, and they they operate; they have grassroots projects across South Asia, Africa, and then the 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 the, the countries decide how to spend that money. And usually it's around empowerment programs for women. Um, And and what I've read and what I've researched and found is that actually, if you could give a a dollar a pound to empowering a woman, you're going to get a I can't remember the the, the figures off the top of my head. You're going to get X percent far more return on your investment than you're going to give it to a man. Um, and this isn't just because women are, you know, it's not a gender debate. There is um, strong studies out there, financial and commercial studies that are done is that, that prove that when you can actually support a woman in a community, it's that the, uh, children are more likely to go to school, agricultural productivity increases. Um, basically, communities become more sustainable. And so for me, when I look at potential and the work that I do so much with my clients, I, I call myself a menopause champion as well. And the work that I've done over the years of um, being more vocal about menopause, um, which is which can be um, a hugely um, significant um, health impact on women as they go through the midlife, particularly ambitious professionals who are working very hard and high levels of stress. And I look at the potential of women in the UK that are not met because of something like menopause. The Hunger Project, by empowering women Um, it just matched so beautifully. So for me, when I can see that money can be invested and put towards having more women um, uh, coming into council positions, local governments, um, empowering teenage girls that they stay in schools, which then reduces child marriage. For that, for me, for every pound that I raise and give to The Hunger Project, the scalability of that impact is so huge. It's so much more than just giving a woman a chance to go to a leadership workshop it allows more women to go into local government girls to stay in school reduces child marriage it just it ripples out hugely um so um so the more i got to know about the hunger project um the more i wanted to get involved and it was you know during 2020 so many charities got hit um obviously with the pandemic and 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 giving giving to charities the hunger project as a as an organization particularly here in the UK would often raise funds with um, um events and of course events just completely gone so um so yeah so I was asked to get involved and help relaunch unleash women um and we now have i think it's about 35 women who are investing monthly into the hunger project um, and it's amazing community that we're building um, so, if anybody's listening and would like to come and talk to me about how to become an unleashed woman, please reach out to me. I would love a conversation with you and how you can get involved. So, it, so it, it, for me, it's the it boils down to women empowerment, the fact that it there is it's there to reduce hunger. Um, they're not feeding people; they're empowering women to actually step up into leadership positions, um, which then has an impact on the communities, which then thus reduces the hunger and the poverty cycle um so it's uh, it's an incredible charity um and amazing amazing things that they've done over the last what now uh, 50 decades uh, five decades
0: wow it's i'm so glad I, I asked you about that because it is it's such an incredible project and it's such an incredible legacy mm. That is, you know, the ripple effects that are going to be happening from that and and many of them that you will never know because they'll be so far removed that you you just don't hear about them. But knowing that you're, you're contributing in that way makes a massive difference. And
1: that's for me is bringing purpose into my business, because for me, I spent a long time deciding I want to raise money for charity. I want my I want my profits to do good, but I don't know how to go about and do it. And, um, and for me, it was, it was a lady called Alison McKenzie, um, who um, you probably, you know, I went up to a conference in Edinburgh many years ago and she, and she's written several books about um, charity and how, how businesses can, to raise funds. And I learned a lot from her. Um, And then from that moment is, is I have a process in my business of, if I do this, when that happens, this happens. So I don't have to have it as one more thing to think about. Um, so we have things for example if if somebody refers a client to us I put 50 pounds into the impact fund our clients do weekly accountability reports and so to motivate them to submit their accountability reports I put two pounds into the pot for every report they put in so over the course of the year several hundred pounds gets raised without me having to decide oh how much should I give to charity and for me that's so much more um, motivational for me rather than thinking oh, I'm going to give 5% of my profits, which again is another way of doing it. I like to have things in my business so it has a direct impact because if it then helps motivate my clients to put their accountability reports, it's a win-win. If it referrals rather than doing the, oh, shall I send you a bunch of flowers, which is nice – money goes into an impact fund that that just um yeah it just it lands with my clients so much more so i i use that to incorporate the purposefulness of my business so the the charity the raising money for charity and me being able to give money out of my business to the hunger project is embedded into the processes of my business and this is what you know we we do a lot of this teaching with our clients in momentum as well um, for those who want to know how to do that, because it's like one less decision you have to make as an entrepreneur. For me, it's like oh, it's done. It's fine. It, it works. I'm, I'm I'm raising money, and I don't have to think about raising money. Of course, I review it, and I just go, oh, could we do? How could we do more? But that becomes more of a an annual six monthly review of the strategy. Um, but the day to day tactics of being able to raise money for charity, that it all happens within the business. There's things that happen that make sure I give.
0: And I love that you mentioned Alison's name. Alison was on the podcast ooh, a while ago now, back on episode 189 and her episode is Leaning yeah. In. And it, it, it's fabulous. I so said, go and check that episode out if you're, if you're listening right now. Alison McKenzie, Leaning In, 189. And it just goes to show how we are always just, you know, a handshake away from our connections. They're always just one or two people away. And the impact that can be made from as you said, you listened to something that she was talking about with charity. You've now got involved. You've now given every pound a purpose in your business, and it's just fantastic to hear. It really is.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's. it's I have to have to pinch myself that it's. It it took me a while for the penny to drop, <laughs> but when it when I suddenly went, oh my god, it can be this easy. Um, it, it's again, it's the potential of if every business could take this approach how easy it would be for even small businesses to be able to feel they were giving. And and for goodness sake, you know, if we, we, you know, (laughs) boy, boy, do we need some more charity uh, focus, um, you know, with what's going on both in the UK um, and of course uh, throughout the world. So um, incorporating that into commercial businesses for me, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And I, and I just, I just wish more, more businesses could, could look at how they could do it because it's often the thing that gets left to i haven't got time to think about it it's not business critical it's not going to make a difference to um, our profit margins next month but when you can take a step back and look at well how could we do it simply and easily it's huge the potential of it you know business is a force for goods Um, our our customers and consumers are expecting it now um it's it's so it's so important to have have that um so even if it's a oh i don't know what charity i'd like to support do it for commercial reason you know it's like <laughs> um it's part of your positioning and branding and it's so true i mean
0: there really is now a a divide between companies that are thinking from a purpose perspective and those that are not and those that have adopted a purpose driven Mission to their business and those that have not you you see what what Patagonia has done in Mm. terms of just taking it to the next level and beyond of how you can run a very successful business from a purpose perspective so I, I really do love your your piece here about how every business should just take a step back and just have a look at what it is they're doing and if they're not meeting the needs of their customers and their clients in a way that shows their values in a way that shows you know how they are looking to build a legacy beyond just their immediate profits then 100 this is the moment to do that
1: mm. yeah yeah for sure for sure because there are there are some easy ways when you create the space to to think about it
0: so with that, you've mentioned the word impact several times. You've also mentioned momentum and it's the name of your program. I get it. But how are you building momentum in your own life towards the impact you want to make?
1: Oh, gosh, you've asked some good questions. Do you know what comes to mind? Because there, there is a danger with, as I say, momentum is the name of my program, and 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 it, and if you look at that from a what does momentum mean? Is that once you've got that initial um, energy into movement, it's how do you how do you keep that consistently going? So there is a there is a danger, and again, this is this is going back to my bad health practices um, when I was in my early 40s, which perimenopausal, hormone stress, oh my good, a, a catastrophe of of um of ill health. Um there is a danger where momentum can go into push and drive. And so for me, momentum is that natural energy state where you are using the velocity of your movement to go forward rather than the energy of push drive work harder okay that's working what can we do more bomb 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 because there's no stopping that and that that's you know that is not good particularly for those of us in midlife no matter whether you're male or female you know the older we get slower thinking we have you know it's just our bodies need to have a bit more rest so for me generating movement forward is about um, having that energy of excitement and fun um, and feeling like you know using that word purpose again you know feeling like I've got a purposeful week you know the stuff that's in my diary matters to me matters to the people that I might be speaking to there's um there's potential of uh building things together there's potential of of um, opportunities so i you know i have to have things that are interest i've got to be interested if i start to go a bit new about it and it becomes a job there's a danger i'm going to just keep pushing and driving for the sake of it which then is detrimental in my opinion so there's there's that element of interest and also to balance it there's got to be some space so for me to have momentum to go forward is that I have I I have to have what I call white space in my diary and I talk about this with my clients a lot is that when you run a busy business and a busy life you know whatever whatever you do you know you think of how we've how we've been taught how to greet each other how are you great right, I'm so busy are oh, you so am I I'm busy too you know the the busy paradigm you know and there's a real danger particularly when there are you know those of us who are interested in living life on purpose is that we really do fill our weeks um, and people who are successful attract other people who want a piece of them and so it starts to get kind of get really crazy so having white space in my diary you know spaces days mornings um time where i haven't got appointments um where i can actually have that quiet time and it's to say you know bringing it back to how did we start this conversation with me lighting a candle you know that very act of lighting a candle helps me get out of my head and and connect to my heart and my intuition and my gut and the brains that you know operate below our shoulders because our logic brain is very powerful but it's not the only brain that we have in our bodies we have a very very powerful heart brain we have a very very powerful gut brain and so for me to have to harness the natural energy forward that's gonna be healthy for me to allow me to thrive yeah I have to have those fire breaks I have to have those moments where I can catch my breath um I'm taking time out for Um, my health and well-being I'm going to the gym I'm going to my yoga Um, I'm drinking water I'm thinking about the food I'm eating because it's got to be sustainable I mean that's I suppose really to sort of tie that that answer together is that if momentum is not sustainable it becomes a drive and a push and you then head for burnout and and when you're burnt out you're no good to anybody um so you have to be looking after yourself you have to have that thrivability in your business to make sure that you can go for the duration and you don't force yourself to have to retire because you've just run out of energy you've got to close your business down because you just you run out of energy and that for me is like such a waste of waste of potential so yes a good question (laughs)
0: And again, it came back to potential. It came back to the mm-hmm. the connection piece. And it's it's really interesting that you, you call them fire breaks. And mm. the fire breaks actually prevent the burnout element. So I, I love that connection with the words as well. And, and yet you've burnt a candle, or you're burning a candle to give you the breaks. It's I love the sort of the synergy with these different yeah. elements yeah. here. Karen, potential has been the core of this conversation today and the element of impact knowing that you are wanting to just slow down to do the great work that you're doing knowing that that's really important knowing that you're in the the latter part of your life in the in the sort of second half as you described it what will people know you for when you when you've moved on
1: oh you made me feel quite emotional there I thought I was (laughs) going (laughs) to cry There's a ooh, what, oh my god I just had a like a an, an autumn leaf tumble of words just come down and I wanted to grab them and I couldn't couldn't quite grab each one. There's um there's the good old she did her best. You know that's 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 all I can hope hope for really ultimately is that she 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 did her best. I mean no one I I, I don't want to be uh, um thought of somebody who's who pushed themselves out of extinction um but i think there's also that um inspiration you know i i do i i have a I love i love personality profiles and and looking at um what makes you up as a person and, and one of the things i do know is that i have a um ability in myself that i can spark um, so whenever I work on projects, for me, looking at the potential and then then lighting the fire, carry on that analogy, um is giving the spark. so i would I would just love it that, um, you know, if if people are talking about me on my wake, um that they say she she sparked that in me, that that's that's where the idea came from. she she believed in me, So I carried on. um at the time when I thought it wasn't going to work. Karen was there and said get on with it um because th- that that to me is the ripples that I I know I can I can do um so yeah so that's I suppose that's what I I would um would love for people to be talking about me in those final moments <laughs> well
0: I would imagine that they're saying that right now you know this is not something that you need to to imagine this is something that is happening right now because you are creating those ripples you are lighting the fire for those people and you are there for people you know you are that catalyst right now Mm, thank you Karen how would people get reach out to you to get in contact how how will they find you
1: I'm on all the usual social media sites under Karen Skidmore, Um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn is where I LinkedIn and Instagram is probably where I hang out the most nowadays. My main website is karenskidmore.com. And if anybody would really love to see the potential of their business, I have this really cool scale scorecard, um, which you'll find on my website. Um, So come over to karenskidmore.com and take the scale test um and see the potential that's a that's a really good way to start the relationship so um so take take it and we can go from there but yeah love love for people to connect with me on linkedin um or um you know find me on instagram where i do some silly reels at the moment
0: perfect well i'll make sure that all of those links are in the show notes for anyone who's out and about right now karen it has been an absolute delight speaking with you and i just want to wish you all the best with your momentum of of creating the impact that you want to in the world and continuing the incredible charity work that you're doing with the hunger project it sounds incredible and I'm going to go and look it up myself right now so thank you do you have some final words for the audience please
1: final words would be is just taking some time out because what I've learned now aged just 53 Is that the slower I take things and slower my thinking is, the faster and the bigger results I do get. And the world is going so friggin' fast right now. And media is hitting us with headline after headline and crazy, crazy things. If you think of what's happened just in the last two years, it's really easy to get caught up in the speed of everything. And when you can actually slow down, and I know it sounds counterintuitive, but slowing down really is the new speeding up because you get to see the real opportunities for growth and the real opportunities for making an impact and a bigger purpose. So, yeah, slow the hell down, guys.
0: How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose. Have a plan. Focus on why.